You're listening to episode 187 of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name is Dave, and I'm joined here in Studio B once again, as always, by my co-host Wayne as we continue our look at the Netflix Showcase Canada co-production of Travelers starring Eric McCormick. And we'll get to the other actors as we go along like we always did with Dark Angel right. and before that. So, all right. So. Studio B, always Studio an adventure. B. Yeah, so at some point, Michael will be coming in to get his lunch, I'm sure, <laughs> and, and maybe even sit there and That's... peer over our shoulders. But Yeah. Has he watched Travelers? Maybe he can say a few words. Oh, yeah. Uh, he definitely has. Well, okay. He's shy, you know. So, But <laughs> before we get to that, I want to remind you, love to hear from you. Email sci-fi-tv-rewatch at gmail.com or at the website. Leave a voicemail using the Leave Voicemail tab. Record your own audio clip, send us the MP3 as an attachment, tweet us at Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, and join the Facebook group and get in the discussions there. We are at member 99. I just approved the 99th person the other night. Nice. And, and as we always, brink. yeah, and as we always tell you, you know, it, it's, you know, more than just Wayne and I can approve. Any of you guys can approve, so certainly do it. Yeah. Just no weirdos. Right. Now, uh, one listener feedback, uh, Maria Lajos asked whether we've watched Incorporated, and I did watch the first couple episodes. I don't even know if you did or not. No, no, no. I'm trying to even, like, like I'm kind of getting a picture of what that is, but... Well, um. it was future, it was very continuum-like. Corporations are, are kind of in charge of things, and it was just one of those things. I was just getting into writing reviews for Den of Geek and and doing the podcast there and, and with our podcast and Shield. Again, like you've said many times, you just can't add everything. Yeah. And I guess that's the beauty of Netflix and not so much DVDs anymore. Although I'm still a holdout for physical media. I I, I like well, you know, like you get the Blu-ray and it's still the image is a little bit better, the sound is a little bit better than it is on, you know, like on the digital streaming service. So, and you know, it's just yeah, just the physically having the thing, you know, there's there's definitely something to that. Yeah. And and you know, I think you were the one that told me that the that the Blu-ray actual disc is still better. Yeah. So I hear, yeah, like okay. actually, yeah, from what I've I, I've seen, like I think there, not that I really know this, you know, I mean, like the image is pretty good, but I do know watching streaming, it's like mm, it doesn't seem just quite as sharp as it does when it's on the disc. So. Yeah, but what you think? I mean, it's natural. You can store more, you know, information on the disc than yep. you can streaming and everything. Where at least for now, who knows? Right. Well, yeah, exactly. In another I year. Mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could definitely see the uh, the DVD go in the way of Blockbuster. So, um, wow. Glad yeah. I'd never bought stock in them. Well, you know, you, if you had gotten out at the right time, you you'd be okay because you make, know make they, a killing. They did you know that that guy built a stadium down in Miami, right? Oh, good point. Yeah. Of course, nobody goes to it, but well, yeah. Well, I mean, the football team. You, yeah. you know, no no amount of you know video sales is gonna. Help the Dolphins. <laughs> so, all right. Well, anyway, speaking Sorry of the Dolphins. People in, people in Miami. Yeah. We're here to talk about Travelers. They are pretty bad, though. Se- season one, episode two, entitled Protocol Six. And again, just to remind the listeners, you know, I've seen the entire series. This is a first viewing for Wayne. So we get the first mention of a protocol and a number associated with it. And it will certainly not be the last time. So this one's written by Jillian. Right, it's kind of like what was it, Order sixty six? What was that in Star Wars? That you know, like 
I can't remember. I should have looked it up. Yeah, they, they, they execute all the Jedi. So every time they they say something, like that, I kind of I I, th- I wonder if it's uh, kind of hearkening back to that. Probably. I'm going to find out. I got my computer right here. I'm going to find out. All right. Well, this one's written by Jillian Muller, and this is her first and only writing credit. So, what? Yeah. So, well, I mean, but it's, it's a new show, though, right? Well, so. no, but she's clearly a new writer. I mean, it's a yeah. new show, but it was directed by Andy Makita, who's directed 63 episodes in the Stargate franchise. So, yeah. And this one aired originally on Showcase in Canada on October 24th. 2016 and as we've mentioned before the entire season dropped in december of 2016 in the u.s now we had one guest star kira zakorsky who plays dr delaney and you might remember her from continuum she was vasquez who was this high-tech operative from 2039 and uh she was a real badass there even and she's pretty badass in this episode as well but but there there's you know what? And now it's killing me. See, I've just been so like freaking busy this past week. But she was also in another sci-fi show. Was it Extant? Was Helix. It? Helix. Son of a. I just could not remember the name. I was driving my. What, what is Extant? Is that a, is that another show? Extant was the one that Mike and I podcasted about with Halle Berry, where she was an astronaut. <sighs> That's and- right. Okay. I could not. You know when you like get. Like something in your head, and you just can't get it out. Like I knew that that wasn't it, but that 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 name wouldn't leave it. So yeah, she was in Helix. She was a major Doctor. character. Yep. Yeah, Doctor Julia Walker. Julia. So. Yeah. All right. Well, some some initial thoughts. All right. So w- we've learned that humanity has all but been wiped out. So of course, my question. I'm sure you're thinking too. By what? You know, virus, natural disaster, nuclear holocaust, aliens. But we don't really learn, at least at this point, we seem to have evidence, and I think we talked about this last week, and I think you cleared it up for me, that after the consciousness transfer, the time traveler has no memory of the host's past. So it's like it's been overwritten, and the question we brought up last time is whether or not those memories will start to bleed through. And we don't have any evidence that they will, and that's like, Trevor's hot girlfriend can help him recover, you know, a sense of who he is. Right. And, and now like, you know, the wife is going to help the, the agent. What's his name? Yeah. just like McLaren McLaren. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I think at one point they, they, he talks about agent McLaren, but not like necessarily like he's completely gone, you know? So I don't know. I mean, I just feel like that, that that's at least a possibility for them narratively wise in the future that you know that the the people who originally the original consciousness maybe starts fighting back a little bit well and we assume these people were trained in the future before embarking on this Oh, there's no question about but but we don't necessarily know what level of training each of them had you know maybe it was a rush mission again we don't know that but but oh i'm sorry no i was just gonna say but it does seem as if they're all pretty aware of what it is they need to do well yeah well each of them has like a specific job like there's you know the leader the tech guy you know and everything so it's like they were they they are trained as specialists in a certain area it appears right like the muscle like the the, the one chick is like the muscle right the uh the high school kid is is the tech guy right you know, but for instance like marcy didn't know her character was going to be in uh mentally challenged right well because 
like here's, right. here's here's a comment on kids today, right? There you go. They got it off of social media, right? So it's like, oh, you know, you're telling me Facebook was wrong? You know. Uh, apparently it was. Yeah. Um, now, we get a mention of the director, I'm making air quotes, uh, as someone that's orchestrating things either from the future or, again, maybe from another location in the present because we learn that there are thousands of travelers already in place. So whether this is just in North America, whether it's worldwide, we don't know yet. But but thousands, you know, we are just at this point following this team of five. Is right, well, it, and also like everyone has like you have your role to do. Like you do your like they're really big. It seems on do your job right. right? And the whole idea, as we learn about Protocol Six, is that. Teams are compartmentalized in that you don't need to know what our team is doing, and we don't need to know what your team. Don't ask us for help. Right. Which is interesting in and of itself. So you know, we'll talk a little well, bit about how that. Terrorist cells work, right? Yes, right. Because you can't give up what you don't know. I suppose. Is exactly. The, right. Is the, that's that's exactly right. Right. So you know, is there a list in the future of all these smaller events? that must be prevented from occurring. I mean, is this simply a matter of preventing antimatter bombs from being developed, right? You know, this mission that they're going on, because they're just five of thousands. So I'm wondering, is there a list that they're just kind of ticking it off one by one? Yeah, well, also, as you know, we kind of see in 12 Monkeys, they're going, we're not 100% sure what brought about the apocalypse. So we're just trying to take care of everything that possibly could have brought it about. But then, of course, I think we talked about this before, you have you know, the, the old Oedipus thing. Like, in trying to prevent your future, do you actually cause it to come about? Right, right. And, well, of course, with 12 monkeys, we do at least know where the virus originated in our hometown of Westminster, Maryland. Right. So we do know that. And, and as we said, so we learned that Protocol 6 instructs travelers to remain compartmentalized. And, and I will tell you, it's... Now, I can't remember whether it's on Showcase's, I believe it's on Showcase's website, that they list the protocols and explain what oh, they yeah. are. Oh, but cool. it's probably better if you wait until you, I, I liked learning about them. I didn't discover that they were there until I made a ton of notes about them. And then Michael's like, you don't really have to do that. Here's the link. So, all right. <laughs> now, you mentioned the muscle and, and Carly. We really get a sense of how hardcore she is. But not only physically, she wants to take out Dr. Gleason uh, or, or Gleason right away when he interrupts the plan to secure the antimatter. McLaren's like, no, hold, just hold off, hold off. You know, she's got her rifle ready. And, and uh, of course, to me, it, it, there's a certain irony in that, in that the body she inhabits is that of a mother of an infant. So here's this mother who's just ready to assassinate this guy essentially i guess it's right. not really an assassination but more of a sniper yeah. attack so we call it assassination like yeah i guess i always associate assassinations with more long-range planning and uh, right right well she wants to kill him right what also comes out of this scene for me is is mclaren showing why he's in charge because i think we do establish he appears to be in charge and it's not just because he's an fbi agent although maybe that was why they chose to have him become Grant McLaren because he is in charge. But, you right. know, this cool, calm, he sees the big picture. We can't just shoot this guy. Let's give it a chance. Yeah, well, I don't think 
you know, like he's the leader because he's McLaren. I think he's the leader because he's the leader. Right. And as he said, I don't know whether he was joking about. But did they pick McLaren's body? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I was, well, yeah. but, you know, again, is he joking when he says that, you know, he thanks Carly for not shooting him when or shooting McLaren because the next host was like, what's he saying, overweight truck drivers? Right. Like yeah. Like, so was he joking when he said that or what? Was that seriously what he would have been, you know? So right, and there's very little humor so far in this show. So that was one of the yeah one of the lighter lines. But one of the things that again I, I think is starting to unfold is that we realize that each individual from the future has to embrace his or her life. I mean, you know, you mentioned McLaren's got a wife, Carly's got a baby, Trevor has school and parents. Marcy's got her past with David, which she's trying to deal with. Philip's got his addiction. But at the end of the day, it, it almost seems as if it's Philip that has the most freedom, even though his addiction right. may be somewhat debilitating. Well, exactly. I mean, yes, yeah, it depends what you mean by freedom. Right. Is he beholden to other people? He doesn't right. have parents he has to deal So he doesn't have to worry about someone else discovering Correct. his you know, identity or his double life or whatever you want to call it. Um, but on the other hand, what he is burdened with is probably way more, you know, terrible than, you know, what, you know, just because, um, you know, Trevor's trying to figure out how he can, you know, not let on that to his parents that he's not Trevor. Right. Which and- really you know, isn't that tough because, you know, people might think, oh, he's so different or he's changed, but, you know, basically, I mean, you look at, at uh, Marcy, how different she is, but yet most people are just kind of like, oh, well, it's still Marcy, right? It's certainly, you know, it's no one's going to think, well, some someone from the future just got zapped into the, the body, well, right? Well, right, but, you know, once his concussion abates, all right, Trevor, I want you to go in there and we're going to run wing right, trips on the left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is clearly he's not going to know what any of that is. Yeah, so well, he should uh, be setting up on the playbook in his well in his spare time. And yeah. who who knows whether he's inherited this guy's ability to throw a football? Well, maybe they're a wishbone offense, so he doesn't have to throw right. much. But, but. I don't know. he seems like he was being you know courted, but he's being scouted and everything. So. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the real Trevor. This right. So but, is he? That's what I'm wondering. Does he inherit his ability to throw a football? Right, but I'm just saying. I, I am you know, you know, right by your ear, and I assume that the, uh, the the high school runs an offense kind of centered around him as he's there. You know, it seems like they're big. Uh, you know, they're stud players. So yeah. anyway, so, but right. uh, but but yeah, exactly right. You know, I mean, especially since he seems to be kind of the tech guy. So you know, he might not be super familiar. Not to say tech guys don't play football. Relax, everyone out there. I'm just saying that if you look at the percentage of really good f- football quarterbacks, um, there's probably not, not a lot are like, you know, super brainy tech guys. Though it could happen. That was Wayne. All right. So opening scene, all five of John May- Unitas could have done it. John Unitas could do anything. He can do anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we said, it appears McLaren's in charge. Now, we learned that they have those comms injected into them, which allows for continuous communication. So that was kind of cool. Yep. And the team is getting its bearings. Uh, four or five local police officers appear because McLaren, the FBI agent, 
called it in on his way. And then it turns out in a, in a cool twist that the lead officer is also a traveler, hands him a bag that she refers to as a containment unit. And we're like, okay, it doesn't look that big. What are they going to actually be containing? And he's a little confused about the change of plan and then says, go save the world. Yeah, not, nothing like a little bit of pressure. Yeah, a little bit. And then we also see a scene at the Van Heusen Corporation at which the historical record shows an antimatter explosion in 47 minutes. And so we're wondering, okay, is this what their job is going to be to prevent the explosion? Which, of course, it is, but we're not really sure. Like I said, is it so that this technology is never developed in the first place because it ultimately becomes a weapon? I mean, is this the epicenter for the weapon that's going to destroy the world, or is it just you know, one small piece in a bigger puzzle. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I kind of assume it's like the small piece in the bigger puzzle, but they certainly make it seem like whatever came about because of this weapon was a pretty huge thing and pretty integral to the, um, you know, the destruction of of the world or whatever, the apocalypse or whatever happened there, which, again, obviously I don't want you to answer this, but watching this really started to make me, hope that we see the future uh during this this show and I, I i can't imagine that not happening but it's possible um but they talk about it so much you think they gotta they gotta show us what the world's like you know right which was so one of the things that was so great about continuum that we did get to see right and actually some of the time in the middle as well but i know you were shocked as i was that the military was there to try to take control of this weapon oh, i know that's that, was, that would never happen now it, right um, so then we see you know carly and mclaren appear to have a romantic relationship which has carried from the sure. future which again given that he's got a wife could be complex could be somewhat complex and problematic but so far so good i again I think they likely knew coming in that he was going to have a wife, and it's probably something that they talked about before coming from the future. Right. You would think, though. They again, they obviously have access to Facebook, but he didn't know she went by Cat. Yeah, like all right, so maybe she's not on Facebook. All right, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let that one pass. But um, you know, it just seems like if he doesn't even know that much about her, then he's really their intel is is not so great. Which honestly. We could say straight up, their intel is not so great. <laughs> right. But again, you know, it, it, again, we don't have an idea of the true scope of what the future looks like. Right. So is it like the hundred where you literally have 10,000 people that happen to be on the space stations when the world right. blew up or, right, right. or like Battlestar Galactica where you had, I think, like close to 50,000 when the Cylons mm-hmm. blew up. You know, so we don't know the scope of how much of the world is destroyed or, again, like what destroyed it. But given that this antimatter device seems to be so important, I think it's leaning maybe towards, and I don't know, we don't really find out, but it sort of it seems like it might be leaning to nuclear holocaust. Yeah, so it was some kind of, yeah, like military type explosion right. world goes boom type thing right but they they know that historically this explosion kills 11,000 people so the military's got this convoy and they're transporting the we device we got a big old convoy yeah sorry that uh, 
and, and they realize that their containment unit is failing and an explosion is imminent. And, you know, the officer in charge gets as many soldiers away as possible and tells the driver to get as far away as possible. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the driver's thinking like, okay, but I'm next to the... Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, can't someone else drive? Right. I want to go where everyone else is going. Right. But... Which I was... Well, yeah, I guess they're trying to drive it as far away from people as they can. But, you know, it's like, yeah. Well, and like, seriously, the guy figures it out while they're in the truck, like... Oh, uh, right. awkward, right. but uh, it seems like our antimatter bomb is going to go off before we get it anywhere. So. Right, but but the travelers obviously have knowledge of the historical events, so they're, they're sitting by waiting. Okay, well, it would have been another minute. They stop the truck, take the antimatter, and replace it. I thought that was a pretty cool plan. They replace it with a low-level explosive that only kills the driver, and they feel as if they've got a successful first mission, which obviously leads us, since this is only episode two of 12, that is the rest of the season going to be one mission after another. I hope not, because those almost become like procedural shows. Yeah, well, but, you know, I, I can kind of see how that would still work, because they do have that still that overall arc of, you know, like trying to save the future and everything like that. Well, right. And, and here they, they are pleased with themselves and, and I don't think unnecessarily so that they have changed history because 11,000 people did not die. Only one. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, like in the scope of, of time travel, we know, you know, you go mucking about the past like that, you save 11,000 people who were supposed to snuff it. Right. So what does you know what what does that mean for the future, right? Right. I mean it seems good, but it might turn out to be yeah. the event that really leads to the total disaster. So Yeah. Um, but especially people who are like so certain about like death, right? Because they that's that's the basis of their being there. Like this person was gonna die, so I'm taking over this body right before they do die. So it's like this foregone conclusion that the person's gonna die, right? Right. Sure. And yet so that suggests like a certain level of fatalism, but yet their whole mission is not fatalistic. Right. right? And, and and you know, I think we talked a little bit about it last week. If we didn't, I mean it's again one of the questions. Is there a time frame? Is there a time limit on how long their consciousness can inhabit this body? Or, right. you know, so what will happen? I mean, I would assume that'll get addressed at well, some point. Well, Marcy addresses it, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Because she says something about how, like, she doesn't have very long. Oh, right. That's, that's right. That's right. So um, now, now, speaking of Marcy, again, I was smiling as I was looking at my notes. Because now they've got to figure out, okay, what do we do with the antimatter? Well, Trevor, you got school. Carl, you, you need to go home and take the care of the baby. Yeah. McLaren, you got a wife. You know, Philip and Marcy will take care of it. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a certain irony, again, that the junkie is responsible for the antimatter. Right. Well, that has almost tragic consequences. It does. Because, right. um, yeah, because he is trying to quit and but you know he's experiencing the physical symptoms that go along with um withdrawal and you know that leads to him almost blowing everybody up right sure what also happens in this episode is, is the relationships get more of a setup you know david and marcy of, of course and she tells him she'll eventually need his help and works with mclaren 
and you're what it's like okay this guy david and it's funny because i was looking at the travelers reddit group and and uh there's a little thread going on about david as the favorite character i don't like david and i think part of why i don't like him it's like dude i'm all for taking a leap of faith but dude you jumped off the grand canyon <laughs> it there there is definitely an element of creepiness here still and i you know we are understand that marcy is not the person she was before david buys into it right because, well i mean honestly what other explanation but it's still you know, there's still just that creep factor there, you know? It's just a little bit. And now he's, like, walking around with his shirt off in front of her and everything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. granted, she started. She kind of She set, started it. She, she kind of set the precedent with that one. But, you know, still, like, dude, like, uh, you know, I don't know, you're right. There, There is definitely an element there where you're just like, that. this isn't exactly right. Right. Sometime I'll need your help, and I'm working with FBA agent McLaren. You know, I know you see me as this intellectually challenged girl, but, and, I'm, and again, I'm thinking, like, but then Trevor, we see him sneaking into his bedroom, and I'm thinking, like, yeah. dude, you're a soldier from the future well, right. to save the world, well, and you got to sneak into exactly. mom and dad. Exactly, that's the funny part about it, because, you know, every teenager has had to do right. that at some point or another. Yeah. Not my kids, obviously, but no. uh, <laughs> but uh, so we, we, we get that. But, yeah, you're right. The irony being is that, yeah, you're right. He's this super soldier from the future, but yet he still has to try and sneak by his mom. And, and not to go too far off tangent. I mean, obviously people that have been listening to us for a while, you know, know that I don't have kids. You do. Yeah, they're all but sighing I've, right but, now. But, but I've always thought that, you know, like your kids, your kids don't stand a chance of getting away with anything because yeah. anything that they even remotely think about doing, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm, I'm, is this bad that I'm saying that dad's probably already done? Well, you know, we can we can maybe suggest that. We okay. don't have to say it straight out. But okay. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, then we see McLaren coming home late at night. And, you know, I, I was thinking I, on the rewatch, it, was, it seemed like there were a bunch of candles lit still, which is another thing that bothers me about uh, – I know you don't like the show This Is Us, but you don't know it, but – <laughs> he, he, he takes his wife on this romantic little journey. It I takes like, like a it. half hour to get there. And he's taking her to their first apartment for their anniversary. Uh-huh. And when they go in the door, there's like 100 candles lit. And I'm like, dude, you you came here, lit 100 candles, then you, drove. You left. Half, and then you. That's the complete and total fire hazard. Right? Okay. Just, right. Cause, all the people in that apartment complex, you you. You know, you threaten their lives for right. this little gesture. Are you right. kidding me? Because I'm pretty sure if my wife had lit a bunch of candles for a romantic dinner and then I didn't show up, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing she would have blown them out right. before storming up to bed. Yeah. But um, <laughs> whatever. But he, as much as anybody, is still trying to get his bearings. And in that thing about there's apparently no cows in the future because he's, again, is this cow's milk in yeah, the coffee? But he's like disgusted by it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like he dumps the coffee right. out. That right. But hilarious. I think, but it is, I think, an important clue in that the, whatever has happened has apparently poisoned at least some of the natural resources. Sure. And, well, that's like the horses in Continuum, right? Right. Like there's no horses in the future. Why aren't there any horses? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They never they never answered that one, did no, they? No, they didn't. I was always hoping that they would address why there were no horses in the future. Right. But, all right. 
All right, so you know, getting back to David and Marcy for a second, he starts to bug her about going to the doctor related to her her blackout and right. and her concussion, and then she, she tells him, "Well, I am a doctor." Right. So see, now there's the medical person, right? Right. And she starts spouting out some medical lingo regarding her condition, and he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> um, and I'm not sure how I feel about what she did regarding proving not not necessarily who she is or what she is but just i'm going to tell you something right right and without really thinking of the all right i'm going to tell you a plane's going to crash today this many people are going to get killed and then of course he thinks well what are you a terrorist i mean did you have something to do with this right which didn't she think that would be his reaction of course maybe she didn't at this point she sees like what a dope this guy is yeah yeah right exactly i mean she She's got this guy in the hook. Well, she, you know, he, she prints around naked a couple times, and you know, now she knows she can do whatever she wants with this dude. Right. I mean, look, obviously, she can't tell him from she's from the future because even if she does, he'll just go, "Okay, right." If you you don't want to tell me, that's fine. But I, I think he'll he'll believe it at this point. You know, yeah, like, it's still a little early, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. But but uh, it does set her up as the medical officer. Yes. Of, of the team. And we continue to see Philip struggling with his addiction. And unfortunately, the newly arrived traveler, uh, you know, that, you know, they're there to hand the device off to was about to shoot himself when the transformation interrupts the act. And then, you know, there's pills and I, I don't know, you know, apparently he took some pills and that killed him before. Right. So I guess they didn't factor in that he took pills. They only knew that he was going to put a gun to his head. Right, which, again, very crappy intel, because you'd think any kind of autopsy would reveal that this guy also took a fatal dose of whatever it is. Right, but I guess we'll cut them some slack, given that they are from the future. They do have a fair amount of information that has been accurate. So, all right, so some of the little details, and of course, details are important, but you 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 can't cover everything. But they have a new base of operation uh, McLaren's worried about the failed handoff, and they realize, okay, you got 30 hours before it goes critical. I don't remember. They didn't do the little digital clock. I know they didn't get down to like 02 or 01, and then that, right. I think they might right, have. Because sh- they kept saying, Trevor kept saying that, I don't know how long we have, you know, and, and which I thought oh, was right. a nice little play on that on that trope, you know, instead of having the, oh my God, we got the, the, the actual, for a show that makes pretty elaborate use of uh, the countdown timer um, in the, I need to defuse the bomb before it goes off scenario. Right. He's like, it could go off right now. It could go off, uh, you know, a couple of hours from now. I don't know. I think we should just get it you know, take care of this as soon as we possibly can. Yep, which speaks to his composure and and really the composure of the rest of the team. Um, You know, we've mentioned Dr. Delaney, who, uh, you know, is played by Kira Zagorski, you know, that she's the lead scientist in this project, but then Gleason's the military guy, and, you know, of course he wants to take control. And she's basically trying to get rid of him. He accuses her of tricking him somehow because they're talking about the explosion, and he's like, listen, that explosion should have taken out, right. you know, a small city. So what have you done? Not nearly enough people died. And, What's and, wrong? And I love her answer. Well, there really never was a device. I was right. just lying to get the funding and to keep the funding coming. The fact that he bought it 
maybe he doesn't buy it. Maybe he just tells her he buys it, but he at least. But if you're, you know, I mean, I I would think that if you are dealing with military and 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 worked with contractors in the military, this is probably, I'm not saying it happens all the time, but it's probably not unheard of, of like people like, you know, just getting lots of government money and handouts and, and especially for the military budget and they are just not following through on it. That was probably loads of examples of that. So, he's, you know, probably that, you know, that would lend credence to her story. Right? Sure. That, well, well, True. That maybe doesn't happen all the time, but yes, people do try to burn us, right? Yeah, you know. and she gets one, it gets in a little bit one of the best lines in the episode. But McLaren, and to, to pick up with Protocol Six again, you know, he arranges to see that police officer traveler who he, he met, you know, when he first got there, and she tells him he needs to follow protocol, wait for further instructions. I I don't know what to tell you. She basically lets him know, you right. know, you need to figure it out. That's part of the protocol. Stop calling me yeah yeah so how many coaches and teachers of the of the world like like just dream of being able to say that just do it <laughs> you know? well as just figure it out it, why do i have to do it you know like parents too i guess in so. our little required mini workshop why can't the kids do this because we keep doing it for them you morons <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so uh so yeah it's it's, it's uh but you, you like you know how they roll in the future is just like i don't know how to help you Deal with it and take care of it, you know, because like you're a soldier. You were, right. you know, obviously you were trained to deal with adversity and deal with uncertainty. Right. So and, deal with it. And I don't know any more than you do. It's just because I was here before you doesn't mean I'm right. privy to knowledge that you don't have. And I certainly can't help you because we're, we're not even supposed to be talking here. You know, right. this is like we are separate missions, separate deals. That's like obviously very important compartmentalizing of the different teams right. is obviously super important for the, the future uh, for the director um, as we he gets her the the, the scattergram later on um, so you know yeah. now you might call this a trope uh, as a narrative device but I thought it was done effectively because we, we've got the news report going on in the background on the flat screen and we hear about the plane crash that Marcy predicts David calls Marcy who starts to talk to him when Philip electrocutes himself and goes into cardiac arrest. So she doesn't hang up the phone. So he hears her medically tending to Philip and right. basically trying to save his life. Um, and shout out the lost, the uh, CPR works. Oh, right. Like, what was that from though? I mean, I know no, lost, lost. But- there's like people like, almost die all the time and they perform CPR and every single time it works when it's like, I think in real life, it's kind of like the opposite. (laughs) Not that CPR, you shouldn't do CPR, but just like, I know a guy who was in four different situations where he had to give CPR and the person died every single time. So, um, you know, so it's just like this TV thing like, Oh, Hey, I brought the person magically back to life by pushing another chest. So, so, all right. Well that, that would, I think qualify as a, trope and yeah uh, and well overuse. i mean in lost it was yeah, well, just ridiculous because like you know like like a person has a heart attack or they get shocked or something and they're on the ground and they're like you think they're dead and you're like oh no they're dead oh wait here comes the cpr i guess they're gonna live and yeah. boom they did right well polar bear on a tropical island yeah right. evil smoke yeah okay yeah. so all right well just common everyday things. Right, so, so they got to figure out what to do 
So the plans to return the antimatter to the facility where it was created, they gain access easily enough, but I love the fact that Delaney's waiting for them, holds them at gunpoint until they show her that they actually have the antimatter that they took from Gleason. Well, and they show her that they have her at gunpoint. So well, that's true. I think that's a little bit more encouraging. Right, there. right. But, but we do get a mention that this will ultimately lead to the most powerful WMD of all time. And, of course, while all this is taking place, Gleason's now at the facility, and now it's up to Delaney to make that choice. Do I believe them, or do I defer to, Del- to uh, uh, Gleason? And she clearly makes the right call, but it, it certainly is self-serving as much as anything, right? Because this is her baby. This is her yes. project. Right. Well, and that's how, you know, I mean, there, there's multiple methods of persuasion they have here that we have a gun on you and this is in your best interest and you get to burn the guy who pisses you off. Right. So there's like, they got kind of like different levels there that you could see that would be a very effective argument. Right. We didn't get to kill him yet, but still. Right. So, yeah, it's so funny at the end. She's just like upset that when they told her that he was supposed to die or whatever, or they, or they could have killed him, you know? So. Don't let me stop you next time. But <laughs> but when all's said and done and, and everything, you know, he leaves, uh, you know, the, the time doesn't run out on them. There's not a nuclear explosion. She looks at him, FBI, my ass. Who are you people? Right. And she mentions, and, and again, your containment unit doesn't exist. So you wonder what she's thinking at this point. I mean, given what she does, I mean, she's clearly at least taking some classes in theoretical physics. Right. So the whole concept of time travel and all that. It seems like she would be a person that would, you know, would, would be open, would be open to believing that it would not be so incredulous. But of course they can just say, you know, we're just super smart scientists. You know, we're, we're, we we're, you don't know who we are. You don't know our organization. Don't bother. Right. You know, but she does, make that first step to setting up a scenario where she does believe them when they eventually, if, if they eventually tell her the truth. And then of course, okay, they just, you know, I don't want to say stop the world from blowing up, but certainly a, a, a antimatter explosion. And then everybody returns to their lives, which sets up the final scene, which I, I don't know if it was my favorite scene in the show, but the message that gets delivered to McLaren at home by the Girl Scout. Yeah. Which well, I think technically she was a brownie. but oh, oh, brownie. Okay. So she comes up there selling cookies. Mission outcome acceptable in light of extenuating circumstances, but McLaren's team has put on notice to stop breaking protocol. So somebody's watching. Somebody's getting information back to the director. And someone narked. And some right, so so who is that? Well, the, that cop lady obviously must have tattled, right? Okay, I guess. I mean, that's, that's that, she's the only one who you know McLaren met with, unless they yeah. have some other kind of omniscient way of observing them. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, the other thing that it brings up, though, after the brownie delivers her message, and McLaren's wife says. I already bought two boxes from you. Go right. away. Oh, these um, Girl Scouts always trying to shake you down. But, but she snaps back to her little. Yeah. So, and so she's just like, so is this WTF? A, right? Yeah. So, so here's another thing that we, you know, we don't really have much of a handle at all 
on how that works. Right. Well, and, and this is again where I go back to now. I want to know how, how does this work? What's how do they send people their, people's consciousness back through time? How do they deliver messages to people back through time? How does the director know what's going on? Who is the director? There's like just so, and I mean that's like the great thing is that they have all we have all these questions about the future and about how all these things happen, and so you know they've that's that's just a, a wealth of material because you don't have to answer that obviously all we wouldn't want to answer that all at once because you want to just dole it out in little pieces over the the course of the series, right? You no, know, I think in the sage words of ten, wibbly wobbly. Timey wimey, so, right? But no, right. I, I, absolutely. Might, they might have to fall back. Well, that's a great thing about Doctor Who; they right. can just explain things as wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, and that, uh, that just just right. you know, sit back, uh, relax, and just let it go and stop asking questions, right? Right. And like you said, no, I agree. You don't, you don't want to throw everything out there at once because what's the fun of that? I mean, the fun of the show like this is that you get the little reveals one by one, right. sometimes more than one at a time, but. Anyway, uh, anything else you want to bring up about this one? I mean, I thought it was a a really strong second episode. uh, You know, I'm not quite sure I'm ready to give it an A- minus yet. I mean, it's certainly a solid B+. I'll, I'll give it some more thought. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking B plus again. Okay. You know, it's still kind of on the. I'm, I'm on the same level as the last show. It's still really good. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, I, but I, I, I just don't know why there is a but. I can't really put my finger on it exactly. Exactly. Right. Why I I don't like when. Okay, so I know you're going to disagree with me, but like when I watch like Legion, right? Like Legion is a show that like now very quickly already like I have to watch it the night it's on. Sorry, FX, not the same time it's on, but, you know, the nights I want to watch it right then. Um, and, you know, Travelers is, like, enjoyable, you know, and everything, but it's not like a, you know, where I'm thinking about it, like, on the, you know, when when we're away. No. Now, and as I told you the other day, I did see the second episode of Legion, and I, I it certainly pulled me in more than the first episode, so I'm certainly willing to keep going with Legion at this point. Okay. I, mean, I think it's certainly got some some possibilities. And again, part of any show, if I don't like the characters, if I don't like the actors, uh, it, you know, it's really difficult. And, and I get, look, maybe I'm just, you know, that's a, a duh statement, you know, that, right. but, but I do like the two main characters in Legion a lot yeah. at this point. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. I'll definitely, definitely over the really weekend. good actor, like that, that guy, the main well, dude. Well, right, and here, the acting in Travelers is really good. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you know, I think especially, I, I think like actually, Philip is kind of um, endearing himself to me that character because, um, you know, I just out of all the characters, I, I kind of I feel sorry for him the most. You know, he didn't well. Maybe he did ask to be put into the the body of a junkie, but you know, I mean, like that was his assignment. He isn't addicted to drugs, but yet he's inherited right. this this drug problem, right. you know, and he has to deal with it. But at the same, you know, like on the they go on the mission, and um, who is it? Uh, is it Carly that tells him? Is it Carly or, or Marcy he's with that tells him he needs to shoot up? Well, I think it's I think it's Marcy. Okay. And, and, like, and, oh, yeah, right, right, right. Because she said, I'm a doctor, I know. Right. Right, it's Marcy. Um, 
So, you know, he, in order to perform, now he has to, you know, he has to take the drugs. Right. And so. Um, and that'll be a question. Is he able to get off the drugs at some point? Or right. is this going to be a constant? And and again, as a narrative plot device, it's it's compelling. Right, right. And you can see it like really end up causing problems because, right. you know, heroin's not one of those things you just, you know, right. kick right. super easily. And, and just real quickly, part of my problem with The Expanse is that I don't like anybody in it. I don't like the actors and I don't like the characters yet. I keep watching. I'm not ready to give up on it <laughs> right. yet. But, but that's why it's difficult for, you know, each week I go to my DVR uh-huh. and that's the last thing I watch yeah. invariably. So, yeah. And I know this isn't going to be like a popular statement, but I'm kind of like that with agents of shield, you know, and not necessarily the actors cause the actors are good, but I just don't, I'm not really super into the characters on that show. And I, I don't know why. Yeah, I just, again, I, I, on a kind of in, intellectual level, I think, well, it's pretty well written, you know, and everything. And these characters are pretty well fleshed out. But I, I don't know what it is. I'm going to say to you what you've said to me on a number of occasions. Do I even know you? <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let, let's get out of here. Uh, I ordinarily say thanks for joining us tonight, but thanks for joining us for lunch today. I right. don't know when you'll well, be listening. by the time you join us, it could be any time. It could so. be any time. Thank you for joining us at whatever time it is right now. That's right. So I'd love to hear from you with follow-ups about any of the Librarians episodes, which obviously will be returning, the Traveler's premiere or this episode, anything you think we should be watching, you know, like Incorporated. I'd like to encourage you to join the Facebook group. Hey, be member number 100. Yeah, seriously. Like, there's, there's, you got to get on this quick. Yep. Sci-fi next, TV. next person up is, is 100. That's right. Sci-Fi TV Rewatch at gmail.com. Voicemails via the SpeakPipe tab. And we'll be back next week to discuss episode three of season one entitled Alexander. But until then, I got nothing.